Hello and welcome to Gone Will Hunting, a Hunter Hunter rewatch podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Keith McBlain. My pronouns are they, them, and I'm here to tell you about the Gone News. And I'm your other host, Devin Wren. My pronouns are he, him, and it's some Gone News today, folks. Some just, just some great Gone News. Have you heard the Gone word? Have you heard the gone word of our gone boy, our gone friend? It is it is time. I think yeah. I think we should just. I think we should just get this out up front. Um, we yeah. I think we should. We had some very interesting uh, filler episodes in the ninety nine anime this week. So I think we're just gonna we're. We're we're just like itching to get to those, so uh, please excuse us. Uh, please excuse us if our uh, 2011 coverage is a little hasty. We are we are champing at the bit. We are we're we're jogging in place. We just can't wait to get there. It it is so much in the 1999. I. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. Let's get through this 2011. So we've made it out of the towers trick, the towers of tricks. We, they made it out. We're finally free. Um, you know, what's funny. What's funny. So for the whole few weeks that we we're in trick tower, not once did it process one, not once did it process through my mind. That's a prison. Huh? That, that's just like the prisoners live there. That that's yeah, just wait. they just I, live in that. Could you imagine com- committing a crime and then just like, huh? I kind of assumed that they that they sort of imported the prisoners. I swear they said they they like that it was a prison for them. I may be wrong. Let's hope really it's not wow, fucked up if true. Very fucked up if true. If you like commit a crime and then you get sent there. There's truly no way of knowing. Truly no way. Um, so the episode begins with... Yeah. Yeah, the episode begins with they're made it out, and the examiner for that phase congratulates them and all that, and is like, okay, now you guys will pull numbers from this box. Hold on. Let's not forget the entirety of episode 13. Oh my god. Let's not forget the entirety of episode 13. Oh my god, I'm sorry. My brain just skips right through that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's a we're we're going to mostly skip it. I completely in my brain forgot <laughs> no about it's that. It's mostly a, a a recap episode. So so we are going to skip like 99% I completely we're gonna skip like ninety nine percent of 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 episode thirteen, but yeah, it's there. It exists. Um, basically, uh, we're we're back on Whale Island. Uh, Aunt Mito receives a letter from Gone. She reads that letter and sees a bunch of flashbacks of all the adventures Gone's been on in the past twelve episodes. So we're all caught up now, and, you know, she finishes reading the letter, and, you know, then she just looks at a picture of Jing, and she's like, oh, Jing, your son is growing up to be a hunter, something, something, I think you'd be proud, maybe, if you weren't a terrible dad. I'm sorry, I took so little notes for this, because it was all just, (laughs) just flashbacks. Yeah, I did enjoy the Aunt Mito content, I love seeing her. 
It's always great when I get to see Aunt Mito. But if you want to know what happens in episode 13 beyond just beyond just uh, it's a recap episode, just go listen to our past six episodes and you'll get the general premise. Yeah, that's basically all it is. Literally just what it is right there. Yep. So that's episode 13. How about now? Now we pick numbers from a box. Now we go in and pick numbers from a good old box. So each of our intrepid heroes, they go in the order of how quickly they beat the tower. So it's Hisaka first, then it's Mr. Creepy Gita Rocker, uh, and it goes from there. I think Hanzo is third. And goes to each of our intrepid young boys. Um, Lario says a weird line about like how you got to draw with gusto and like you mean it for some reason. And then he gets a number that no one knows. So don't know how that worked out for him. Leorio just he's he's one of those people who rolls his dice super fucking hard, like bounces them off the table and they go flung across the room. He's he's like too enthusiastic about RNG. Yeah, Lario is the one who just every time he rolls, he just has to like do a spin move on it or something like it, he, he wild. Yeah, he's he's rolling his dice when it's not even his turn and everyone's like, "God, you're making noise. Please stop." He yeah, he's having a good time, but uh others need him to calm down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so they all draw their cards, and not cards, they all draw their numbers, and the t- examiner's like, okay, now you can reveal them to show you what you got. Yeah, everyone peels the stickers off the front of their cards, and they see a number on the on the card they drew. And oh, wouldn't you know, these numbers kind of look like the numbers that they have for their... For their badges. Hmm, wonder what that's about. Yeah, the examiner says that uh, basically the number on the card you drew is the person you're hunting in the next round. Uh, so basically your objective is to steal the your, your target's badge. Um, yeah, you need six points to clear this round. If you keep your own badge, that's three points. If you... Uh, get the badge of your assigned target, that's three points, and any other random badges are worth one point each. Yeah, and is it one? I thought it was two points each. I thought you just had to get, like, two other people from there. No, you need you need three extra badges. They're one point each. Oh, that is true. Okay, 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 okay. Um, yeah, so they say get on the boat and we're gonna head to an island. Um... Zevil Island, Island, of which you can hunt the people that you need to get the badge from, or just anyone you choose, because, you know, no rules, just right. Um, So they all get on the boat, and then we get a nice little scene where an announcer lady, she's just like, welcome to our boat for the next few hours, you can enjoy the amenities. Um... We have crafts, we have a buffet, uh, and as she goes on, like, she just looks at everyone who just looks like they're all brooding and looking like they're ready to kill each other, and she's like, yeah, "Eh, okay, never mind, see you guys, and she just, like, walks away. 
she failed to raise the vibe of the boat. She and she could not make it through that vibe. Everyone looks like they're ready to kill each other. Uh, yeah, so when everyone revealed their numbers, we saw that Gone got number 44 as his target. And as we all know, I'm sure it's come up previously, uh, number 44 is the fucking creepy pervert Hisoka. Yeah, so Gone Who murdered a lot of people. Yeah, Gone's just having like a regular one, remembering that he now has to fight the creepy murder clown who last time he fought literally choked him out and said, Yeah, you're good enough to live. So, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. that's just something fun for him. And Yeah, and Gone and Kilua have like a cute scene on the boat where, you know, it's you know, it's kinda tense because like they don't know each other's numbers yet, and you know it. They 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 just kind of have like a a moment, and then they're both like, "Blah, we're both kids, and we're not taking this too seriously." And you know, they they both say that you know neither is each other's target. And Kilo was like, "Oh shit, you're you gotta hunt Hisoka. Well, that sucks for He's you. Like, yeah, that uh." That sucks so bad. <laughs> really? Uh, sorry, bro. Um, we get a, another cute scene between Leorio and Karapika where Leorio is just like, so say, hypothetically, if you had my number, just if I had your number, uh, no hard feelings, right? And Karapika's like, yeah, no hard feelings, especially if I say had your number, there'd be no hard feelings if I had to knock you out of this contest. And Larry is like, wait, what? Do you, do you have... Do you, and Karapi is like, this is all hypothetical, remember? Uh, Leario has zero chill. Larry has zero chill and is freaking out that he now has to, like, actually fight some of these, like, freaky people in this entire contest. Yeah. So, you know, he's going through it. He's working his way through this. Uh yeah, so I think that's about all the boat scenes. Uh yeah, this is where they I'm get not to missing the island. Any. Yeah, so they they get to the island, they disembark in the order at which they finished Trick Tower, so Hisuka gets off the boat, and then I think they all leave in like two minute increments or something, just so you know. The first ones out of Trick Tower, you know, get a head start and an advantage on running and tiding. Yeah, Krapia says, like, the first ones to pass have the advantage because they can just, like, camp out nearby and, like, wait for their target to, like, leave the boat and just ambush them. So it's, like, better if you got a better place in the test. Mm -hmm. But this is Hisuka, so he's probably going to wander in the woods forgetting what he's doing and then just be like, oh, wait, I have to go capture somebody. Pretty much, that's basically what we see. He just kind of chills out for a while, then it's like, shit, I got to go murder some dudes. Yeah, he's just like, oh, wow, I forgot I was playing a game right now. I thought I was just on this nice island for a vacation. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, once Gon uh, disembarks, we pretty much follow him for the rest of the episode. At least, that's what I have in my notes. It's been, like, a week since I watched these episodes. I'm not remembering it, like, the best, but I'm pretty sure we just stick yeah, with Gon for a while. Yeah, it's basically just a Gon-centric episode. We... I think the next episode is where we, like, investigate what the others are doing a bit. But the rest of this episode is basically Gon's, like, thinking about how he's going to try to get 
Hisaka's number because he's like, if I get into a fight with him, he'll obviously win. So I have to like ambush him and take the number. So he goes, he hides in a tree and is just thinking about how he's going to do it. And he sees a little field with one of the contestants in it. And he observes the guys just like wandering around, watching his back. And then a bit yeah. further away. It's uh it's it's a guy with a sword who is being stalked by um uh Puckle, I think is his yeah, name. P- He's a guy with a yeah, bow. Poggers. Um Poggers, sure. Yeah, Poggers. Uh he sees the bow. Yeah, he sees Poggle and Poggle like fires the arrow at the dude, and the dude like at the last minute notices him and like dodges before the arrow hits him in the back of the head. So Poggle was just going to straight up kill this dude, first of all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So the dude gets out of the way, but the arrow slightly cuts his arm. That'll be important in like two seconds. And so he's like, haha, you missed, you stupid idiot. I'm not going to die yet. And as he says that, and then yeah, he, he just like falls over and Poggle's like, I put a muscle relaxant on that bow, you idiot. He's like, I hunt animals. I, of course, I'm going to poison my fucking arrows. So, yeah, then, you know, Puckle steals the dude's badge and is like, yeah, there's water nearby. You probably won't die. Have fun. Have fun not moving for a while, though. <laughs> you probably you probably won't die. Yeah, you probably won't die, even though you can't move at all. So see you, dude. Yeah. And then Gon sort of replays the whole thing in his head. And he's like. Wow, they're all planning steps ahead in advance. This is what hunting is. It is so wild for me that our little nature child who grew up in the woods to never see anyone and only like hang out with the animals has never once learned how to hunt. (laughs) That is the most unbelievable part of this episode that not once has he ever been like, I think I'll go hunting today. True. He's, he's a, he's... He's learning about it for the first time. Maybe just all the animals on Whale Island are, like, super chill and herbivorous. Maybe that gigantic fox bear only murders out of self-defense. Yeah, maybe he's just chill. Maybe he's (laughs) just chill. Every animal on that island is just chill like that. (laughs) Except the king king of the lake or whatever his name was. That evil demonic fish, I hate him still. Yeah, still has terrifying crab legs, believe it or not, and we, we're still not into it. Yeah, don't know why he needs those. He needs to get rid of those. Um, Yeah, so Gon gets the idea of like, okay, so to be able to get Hisekai, I need to like wait till the last minute and like basically erase my presence. And then I can use my fishing line to grab his uh number. So that's good. And he goes off. And practice, like, catching some apples off a tree with that for a little while. And then thinks, hey, this is not the way to do that because he'll most likely be moving. And when he sees me, he'll just dodge out of the way. So how am I going to get Hisaka? 
There is a little detail that I like while he's sort of pondering all this, like, hmm, stationary targets just aren't going to cut it. You see that, you know, he's got a bunch of the apples he's been practicing with sort of laying about, and, you know, a couple of them are just cores, so he did eat a few of them just in the meantime. He's been catching these stationary apples and just eating them afterwards, which is very adorable. (laughs) What happened? Oh, yeah, he goes to the river and is like, how am I going to catch this? What am I going to do? And he watches like a bird fly through the air and he tries to swing his lure at it and it misses. And he's like, well, I can't even catch a bird. How am I going to catch Hisaka? And then after a bit, he watches the bird swoop down and grab a fish. And he's like, oh, that's how I do it. I have to get it at the moment it thinks it's going to catch something. Yeah. And I forget if this is in the 2011 or just the other versions, but he tries for, like, a full afternoon to catch one of the birds. Oh, no, he tempts in both versions. He uh, doesn't learn that quick. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he he goes right forward to try to catch this bird for, like, an afternoon. This is also where we get the hint of uh, someone is stalking him. There is someone just hiding behind a bush just watching him. And our boy is way too focused on catching this bird to remember that, you know, maybe someone else on this island has his number. Yeah. Yeah, this is the guy, yeah, the guy sort of just hiding in the shadows and keeping an eye on Gone is um, one of the contestants we've been seeing throughout the exam. Uh, it's the guy with the blowgun and which is also a big club. Yeah, his name's Goretta, and uh, he's very recognizable because he is the only black guy. So the one you've been seeing the whole time, that is him. Yeah, so he's basically just like stalking Gone. I think... No, we don't see more of him until a little later. But yeah, Gone decides that he has to try to catch the bird at the moment it tries to go and catch a fish because he thinks at that moment the bird will be too focused on catching its food to watch out for someone attacking which he's right so yeah he he watches the bird he watches how the bird catches the fish and he notices that the bird actually waits to see like a little insect flying above the surface of the water that and, you know, predicts when the fish is gonna jump to grab that. So the bird actually watches the insect to, you know, catch the moment, or yeah, to catch the fish at the moment of unawareness. So then Gona just like replicates that same principle and, you know, goes for the bird when it goes for the fish. Oh, I did not even notice the insect on the water. I thought the fish were just jumping. Whoops. Nope. Well, that explains that. I've seen these episodes so many goddamn times now from just like watching the series in the past and also like I doing like, three ver- doing three versions for this podcast. So yeah, a lot of <laughs> lot of little details there. I have like watched this so many times and not once has my brain ever zeroed in that there was an insect on that water. I was just like, oh yeah, he's just seen a bird. <laughs> Is that episode or does he learn oh yeah he actually learns how to catch the bird with that yeah 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 and i think that's episode yeah he basically like says i got it i can do this now um i forget if he decides that's all he needs before after in the next episode i forget if he says he starts to go after hisaka now yeah i think yeah 
My okay. my first note for episode 15 is that, uh, you know, Gon figures out, like, how to track Hisoka, um, because his hands are all uh, blistered up and bloody from, you know, casting his fishing rod so many times, and he notices that there are some butterflies, like, swarming to his hands, and he realizes that they must be attracted to the smell of blood, and he remembers that Hisuka had a big old wound on his shoulder from fighting that, um, that former examiner earlier. Yeah, the swords guy who he promptly killed. Yeah, so Gon bandages up his hands and ties two of the butterflies on a string, which is maybe one of the most impressive acts we've seen him perform so far. Yeah, a little before that, we do get Goretta hiding in the... When Gon learns how to catch the bird, Goretta does, like, think to himself, like, that kid's impressive. Like, he mastered the art of the hunt in, like, a f- one afternoon. So that's cool. He is impressed with the boy. Still gonna hunt him. Yeah, but Gon just straight up <laughs> ties butterflies to some strings. Yep. Uh, so then there's a little montage of Gon following his new pet butterflies around for a while as they seek out different sources of blood. So, you know, they rest for a while on an animal carcass. They're just sort of like wandering all around the island. Uh, eventually they... Uh, they get to the guy who's passed out on the ground because he can't move and is dying. And Gon's like, oh, okay, I'll prop you up against a tree. Yeah, and also he bandages the guy's wound and says, good luck next year. And while that's a kind thing for him to do, also it serves the functional purpose of like, by bandaging the wound, he conceals the blood smell so that the the butterflies will actually like find the next source of blood. So kind of. it, It has two uses, but also it's so funny that he doesn't like leave that man to water or anything. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, well, see you, dude. Uh, yeah, so then eventually the butterflies uh, lead Gon to Hisuka, and Gon is like, oh shit, it's him, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, and he hides in a bush and lets the butterflies go, and then is just like, you know, is hiding in the bush and erases his presence. Whatever that means. He just, you know, does some deep breathing and his eyes go sort of, uh, you know, go sort of glossy. They lose the shine and it's like, ooh, he's disappeared. He's, he's disassociating. So Hisoka yeah. can't sense his presence. He's astral projecting back to, uh, Mito. So Hisoka doesn't know he's there. Um, yeah, but this is where we get like check ins on what everyone else is doing. Like, this is where we get Hisaka gets like a little call on his walkie-talkie that he has. And it's Gita Rocker who's like, oh, have you like found who your target is yet? And Hisaka's like, no. And Gita Rocker's like, do you even know who it is? And Hisaka's like, no. And Gita Rocker's like, do you want me to tell you? And he's like, no, I'll just go out and kill like three other people. He's like, yeah. And Gator's like, okay. And he's like, okay, do you need any help? And he's like, no, I'm all good. No, I'm just going to wait here for a little bit longer, I guess. Yeah, he's just going to kind of vibe for a while. He's 
He's got seven days. He's not going to be fucking hasty with yeah, it. Yeah, he, he does not care about what's going on right now at all. This is also where, do we cut to, yeah, I think we cut to, uh... Yeah, this is where we get the scene with Leorio and Tom Yeah, this Tom. is where we cut to Leorio, who's just having a great time trying to figure out what the hell is going on, where everyone is, and how to find his target, because turns out he didn't pay attention to the numbers when they got here. Uh-oh, bad for him. Yep, yep. So he's just chilling, trying to figure out how he'll find them, and then Tompa wanders in, and Tompa is like, hey, dude, you're a doctor, right? And Larry's like, get out of here, I hate you so much, please, thank God. And Tompa's like, yeah, the thing about that is I ate some really bad berries, and I think I'm about to shit my pants. Mm-hmm. And Larry's like, wow, sucks, dude, see ya. And then Tompa's like, wait, 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 um, you don't know who your target is, right? Uh, I can tell you. I know everyone's number because I'm a dirty rat bastard. And Lara's like, hmm, so I give you some, like, anti-diarrheal medicine and you tell me information about the person I'm looking to hunt. And Tompa's like, yep. And Lara's like, how about you tell me the information now and then maybe I give you the medicine later. Yeah. Yeah, also Leario's like, how do I know you're not tricking me? How do I know I'm not your target? And then Tonepa's like, here's my, here's the card that I definitely drew and not someone else's card. Look, it doesn't have your number on it, so you're not my target. And yeah. Leario's like, yep, I'm convinced. I'm Tonepa the Rookie Crusher, so you, a rookie, can definitely trust me, Tonepa the wo- Rookie Crusher. I would never do anything backhanded or weird to beat you. Um, so how about those anti-diarrheal, me- that anti-diarrheal medicine, please? Thank you. And yeah, so, so Tonpa describes Leorio's target, who is, uh, named Ponzu, and, you know, just describes, you know, her general physical appearance and, um, uh, explains that she uses, like, drugs and chemicals to, uh, defeat her opponents. So Leorio's like, cool, got it. And then, you know, he opens up his briefcase to give uh, Tonepa the medicine, and then a man jumps out of the bushes and swings a big stick at him. Yeah, and Leorio, like, oh, we should say Ponzu is, she's the girl that's been in the background. She has, like, a big ol' hat, like a big ol' like, greenish hat. She has, wears pink. Generally, she's, I think, one of the two girls in this that have had like screen time. So, you know, not that hard yeah. to spot her. Um, but yeah, Lurio nearly gets hit. And as he jumps out of the way, his briefcase like flies open and a lot of the stuff falls out, including his badge. And as it does, a monkey just pops out of a little tree, a cute little monkey. It grabs his badge and it runs over to the guy who tried to hit him in the head with that stick. Yep. And yeah, we have actually seen this dude and this monkey before throughout the exam. Uh, the dude's name is Somi, and he's a monkey trainer, and that's his deal. And gosh darn it, he stole Leorio's badge. So then uh, Somi and Tonpa explain that, oh, actually they switched cards, and Leorio was Tonpa's target, and they're working together. And Leorio can just not believe that anyone would have teamwork in this. It's just so crazy. 
So then Tonpa and Somi run away. Leorio chases after Tonpa just because he's mad, even though Somi has his badge. <laughs> and as Lair is like yelling at him and Tonpa is like, what? What? You shouldn't have trusted me, man. Like, it's your fault that you trusted me. I've told you before. I'm here to like trick you guys. Like, that's just the hunter exam. You should win at any cost. And from around the corner, we hear Krapia go, I agree with the second part. But I cannot agree with the first part. And Karapika hates tricks so much, and he kicks Tonepa in the face, and he completely eats shit and dies. Karapika just steps out from behind a tree and just full force kicks Tonepa at a dead sprint in the face, and everyone claps because the evil is defeated. Yep. So... Yeah, we get a fun little scene like... We get a fun little scene, like, they're going to talk real quick, but I want to get to the fun little scene of just Tompa with his face just bruised and bloody, just tied to a rock. Yep. <laughs> just written, like, what's written on the card? Isn't it just, like, see you next Do not feed. Yeah, do not feed this man. <laughs> <laughs> they fully just left him in the woods to die for a week. Yep. Oh. Anyways, yeah. Bye, Tonepa. <laughs> yeah. Have fun not appearing in, again until season four. <laughs> oh, that brief, very brief appearance. <laughs> so yeah, actually, Karapika had Tonepa as his target. So now Karapika has all the badges he needs. And then he agrees to team up with Leorio to go after Somi and get his badge back. Yeah, and he's like, well, I was here the whole time, but... I had to just make sure that you wouldn't fall for, like, such an obvious trick, which you did kind of, like, not fall for it, so I guess you're worthy of hanging out with me. <laughs> yeah, Karapika was, like, hiding and watching this whole scene as Leorio got his badge stolen, just being like, okay, yeah, I guess I'll help eventually. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, if Leorio fully gets knocked out here, I really don't want him as my like friend but also i don't really want him to see him lose so decisions decisions yep um but yeah the next um, scene is them literally lario sprinting through the forest after somi and Karapika once again appears from around a tree and just steals somi's monkey and then he threatens it yep Karapika's like i will i'll kill this boy I don't give a shit. I'm cold-hearted. is like, this can't be anything that hints for later. I don't give a fuck right now. He's like, it's just a monkey. Yeah, so then, yeah, Somi gives up and relinquishes Leorio's badge, and then he gets tied up next to Tonpa. And there's just, like, a gathering of small critters looking to see these dudes who are definitely gonna starve in the woods. They're just gonna fucking die. They're just gonna... It's so sad. They fucking died. Oh my god, they're fucking dead. Now now we cut back to Hisuka again. Yeah, we get more Hisuka content, and he's just sitting there, and then he just kind of creepily smiles as he does all the time, and he's like, okay, you can come out now. And Gon's like, what? Did he spot me? H how could he sense me? And he's like, well, if you're not going to come out, I will guess I'll come to you. And Hisuka stands up and Gon's like, what do I do? What do I do? I can't fight him. Like, I'm going to fucking die. And then a dude stands up right next to Gon. 
And do you know this dude's name? I do. I specifically wrote it down because it would be impossible to remember otherwise. The dude's name is Goes. Okay, so that's not at all related to the name of Gone, but yeah. (laughs) It's Goes and he's got a big fucking spear. He's got a big fucking spear. He has like black hair down to his shoulder and like a mustache. He's he looks so generic compared to every other character, which is impressive. <laughs> um, but he's like, I've come to fight you, Hisaka. And Hisaka's like, hey, dude. And he goes crazy. He starts trying to stab Hisaka. And Hisaka's just dodging all the attacks, looking casual, looking calm. And Gon's like, hey, why isn't he fighting back? And the dude's like, hey, why aren't you fighting back? Yeah, and like, Gon is very invested in this because he needs for hisaka to go for the killing blow in order for him to make his move and steal the badge but hisaka's like not even fighting the dude so gon's like drat i need this man to be vanquished in order to (laughs) to attain my goals yeah he's like i need this dude to be a good enough challenge for hisaka for hisaka to actually want to fight him get good dude <laughs> but Hisoka's just like, nah, dude, you're already dead. And then we see that Goes has a big old fucking bloody spot on his back, and he's dying, I guess. Yeah, so we get that uh Hisoka's like, oh, I don't like fight people who are already dead. Like, I don't really care about that. And Goes like falls over and is like, please, it's like the pride of my like clan that like we all fight like we all die fighting like give this to me and Kisika's like no I won't I don't give a shit you're basic he's like I don't give a fuck about your clan I don't give a fuck about your tribe come on dude <laughs> so Hisika just sits down has a leisurely uh you know has a leisurely time on a tree stump and goes is so fucking mad about it. Hisuka is just playing with butterflies that have gathered around Goz's bloody fucking hole in his body. And Goz goes apeshit. He goes to kill Hisuka. And a fun little needle appears out of nowhere and goes right in his neck. And I hate it. Yep. And then a bunch more appear out of nowhere and go in the rest of his neck. And I hate those too. Yeah, he just gets a fucking face full of needles. And I hope you like needles, bro. Yeah, it's normal, it's good, and Gita Rocker just walks out of the woods. And he's like, hey, I killed that dude for you. And Hitsuka's like, well, he's gonna die anyway, I don't really need your help. And he's like, well, I was apparently his target, so... And Hitsuka's like, then why'd you let him live? And he's just like, oh, you know, I like to be a good Samaritan, he was begging for his life. And Hitsuka's like, you need to stop letting trash live. Gitter Rocker is just like, yeah, you do that too, though. And he's just like, no, I only do that for people I think have potential. You know, trash that can be recycled. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Is this where we get the reveal of Gitter Rocker doesn't look like a fucking weirdo all the time? Yep, uh, Gita Rocker is like, well, I've got all the points I need, time to just, like, fucking relax for the next six days, and he takes all the needles out of his face, and then his face goes completely fucked up, it gets all j- jittery and jambly, and 
and just fucking transforms in the worst, most horrible way possible. He grows more hair as part of it, and the bone structure of his face completely changes. And now he's like a more normal-looking boy with dead black eyes. It, yeah, I don't think if we ever describe, Gita Rocker just has needles all over his fucking body and face. It's awful to see and look at, and then he just removes them all. And he's just like, wow, that's never not cool to look at. And Gita Rocker's like, yeah, well, I hate it. And then he's like, I'm going to bed since I have all my points. And he just digs a hole in the ground, gets in it, and then just like, good night, and then sleeps. He digs a hole with his bare hands and then buries himself for several <laughs> days. He's, he's ha- a normal one. After just complete... <laughs> He is so normal, he completely changes the bones of his face, he digs a hole, and then he goes to sleep under the dirt. I'm so glad this is the last time we'll ever see him, huh? (laughs) I'm so glad he's not like an important reoccurring character, huh? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yep. Yeah. Glad he's not, like, importantly connected to any of the main characters secretly. Yeah, it's so good that since he's hanging out with Hisoka and has speaking lines and hasn't died yet, that that obviously means he's not important at all and doesn't have any connection with a character with a shady past. (laughs) So that's normal. It's good. It's fun for me. Yep. Oh, so very normal. Yeah, so next we go. So Gon's just sitting there and is like, well... Hisuka's just gonna chill out now, so I have to wait even longer. After a while, Hisuka's just like, Okay, well, I guess I should actually, like, go attempt to, like, get further into this contest. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, Gitaraker tosses Hisuka a spare badge that he picked up from killing a dude with a gun. Oh, yeah, so there's this sniper lady. She appears more in the 1999 with some great one-liners. Um... She's like sitting up on like a ridge far away from Gita Rocker, and he describes he's like, Yeah, she tried to assassinate me and it made me mad, so I just killed her. And we get a scene of her like sitting like super far away with a sniper rifle, and he just like looks at her through the scope and then just like throws a needle all the way over there and kills her instantly. Yep, which would win? Needle or gun? Which would win, a creepy needleman or a trained sniper? The results may surprise you. Yep. So yeah, now Hisoka has just like one spare random badge, and he's like, okay, I need two more. Time to get up and murder some folks. He's like, time to uh, go a-hunting. I'm gonna do my job as a hunter, which I'm taking the test to become. And he gets up, he starts going, Gon follows by closely, and is like, well, I have to, like, wait for the next moment that he goes to, like, kill somebody to get the badge, so that's cool. Yeah, and then, you know, we see Hisuka, like, standing atop a tall cliff, looking out for targets, and he spots Leorio and Karapika. Oh, no. And it's just like, my, my, here they are. Time to see how much they've grown. So that's normal. And that's episode. That is episode. What good episodes to learn about the horrors that is Hisoka and Gita Rocker. 
Yeah, we we did get some like interesting character reveal bits in these. Oh, ones. I completely forgot. Some point in this episode, I forgot to write it down. We do get a brief scene of what Kilo is doing, and he's literally just walking around. And at one point, he stops and he's like, "Okay, so I know you're following me. So could you at least get out here and fight me?" Yeah, and it looks like one of the three brothers who are in this uh, exam is is following Kilua, but he's you know, but Kilo is just like, eh, whatever. I don't super care. Yeah, he's just like, you're either going to try to take my number when I fall asleep, which is not going to happen because I don't sleep. Yeah, so that's just what he's doing. He's just walking through the woods hoping a guy will fight him. Just, you know, normal stuff. And yeah, that's that's about it for those episodes. Oh, thank um, God. I'm so ready to talk about 1999. Oh, yes. <laughs> Can we please talk about all these cones? Yes, let's do too many gones. So many gones. <laughs> so, so many gones. We're drowning in gones over here. There's too many. There's just so many of them. They're all over the place. We get a mini filler arc. Uh, two episodes. Three episodes. Three, I forgot it was three. Three episodes of just some great quality content. The fucking filler is so full. It is so full. It is so good. Let us begin. So it begins with them on the airship and like they're heading towards an island. And we get to see two old people. And they're like, the lady is like, oh, it's almost time, dear. They're almost they've almost arrived. And the ship touches down, the airship touches down, and they're like, hey, it looks like there's like a graveyard of boats down there. That's weird and ominous and not at all something that'll come back later. And they touch down and they meet the old people and the old people are like, welcome to, oh my god, I forgot the name of the island. What's Me too. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it does not matter at all. They're just like... We're like, this is a hotel on this island. We're like the owners. This is where we'd be staying for the next three days because the nest test. We have this hotel on a random island in the middle of the ocean with, and we, ships love to come here, but they all fucking sink. Look at this goddamn place. This is a viable business model. Yeah. They're like, this place is great. You'll be here for three days. Um, welcome to our beautiful island. Pay no attention to the crash ships everywhere. You get to have a nice rest and relax on these three days and nothing bad will happen. Yeah, and Hanzo like walks up and is like, so, um, what's up with all of this? And they're like, well, you know, uh, this is just our beautiful hotel. One time, like a king stayed here, famous celebrities stay here all the time. And Hanzo's like, yeah, 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 I don't care. Are you the examiners or like what? And they're straight up like, Hey, are we examiners? We don't know. How about you just stay here and find out? Yep. They're just like, we're, we we just own a hotel and everything's normal. <laughs> we own a hotel on an island no one can get to without an airship. So that's normal and not at all suspicious. Um, So they're like, please go inside, enjoy your rooms. And everyone's like, okay, well, it's time to go to bed, I guess. And they're like, by the way, each room costs $10 million I'm just going to say dollars. It's Jenny, but you know, yeah, $10 million a night. And everyone's like, I'm sorry, what? 
And everyone nods and agrees on how well this business model definitely works. <laughs> They're all like, yeah, that sounds like a reasonable price. Like, $10 million is definitely something I can spend on a hotel a night. No, they're all fucking pissed. <laughs> yeah, they, they all fucking lose it. They're like, I think Tompa's like, I could buy like a luxury hotel in York New City or New York City. Huh? What about that? Um, For like six months for that price. Like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. So they say like, okay, well, none of you can afford it, but you can pay for the room in other ways. Go. None of you can afford it, you pores. Yeah. Go. Go go check out all those sunken ships and see if you can find any treasure. Yeah, they're like, we do have an option for those who are poor like you. It is to become our personal treasure hunters. Have at it. So they all go looking for pirate treasure. Um, yeah, they they just fucking do that for a while. Uh, Leorio finds a big heavy chest, and he thinks there's going to be a lot of treasure in it, but there's just cannonballs. Hanzo finds some kind of ancient mystical scepter. It's not important. Gon and Kilua just find a ton of pirate treasure. Yeah, we get a funny scene of, like, Tompa being his usual, like, ratty self, and he's like, oh, Gon, like... I saw like some cool sunken treasure over there. Um, can you can you go get it for me? And Gon's like, okay, I'll definitely go do that. And Tomba's like, haha, idiot! Now I get to keep your treasure. And Kilo just like throws a plate, and it gets stuck in the mass, like right next to Tomba. And is like, if you steal that treasure, I'm going to kill you. Uh, but then Gon's like, hey, Kiloa, forget that stuff. I found more treasure over here. And Kiloa's just like, all right, whatever. He's like, oh, okay, never mind, Tompa, you can have all this. And just gives <laughs> them, like, the giant treasure tre- chest of stuff that they found. Yeah, Karapika finds a Kurta clan ship and finds a magical, mystical, culturally important, uh, you know, Kurta clan amulet on board looks kind of tacky sorry kurta clan yeah you know they they really like let red in their clan for some reason probably nothing Mm -hmm. some reason yeah for some reason oh yeah this is like for some reason this is where we get the uh, karapika's explanation of you know his clan's red eyes and the desirability thereof in the in the 99 version that's actually a little later get that before i missed yeah that's a little later when he uh Okay, yeah, it is a little late. Yeah, yeah, so he, like, takes it. They all have to show the treasure they got to the uh, owner of the hotel, the one dude. And he's just like, Karapika's like, I have, like, no intention of, like, actually giving this to you. I just want to know, like, how long it's been here. And, like, do you know, like, the people on it who died on it? And he's like, no, it's been here, like, since before we got here. And, like, you can keep that if you want. And Karapika's like, cool, I wasn't asking. Yeah. But the dude gives Karapika a, a room key anyway, even though Karapika gave the dude no treasure. And it's like, okay, more more good business model, I guess. Yeah. Everything about this makes sense. Yeah, you know, they're doing their best. They're doing what they think is right. Um, So they're all in their rooms. We get like some wacky hijinks of like... Oh, because they're all, you know... Because there's two to a room, so, you know, there's wacky antics with people having to share a room with weirdos. Yeah, 
Tompa like is in a room with Gita Rocker and he's like, no, I cannot handle this. This dude's going to kill me in my sleep. So he runs out into the hall and I think it's, uh, who wants to switch with him first? Um, uh, oh yeah. It's Somi. Somi's like, Hey, I can't stay in that other room. My monkey's going to die if I stay in there. And Tomba's like, well, I'll take it and you can have my room. And they're like, cool. And they switch and Tomba's like, haha, idiot. And he goes in the room and it's a, it's the snake charmer dude's room. And there are snakes everywhere, like just everywhere. everywhere. And Tomba's like, never mind. I can't stay here either. And he runs out into the hall again. And this time Ponzu is trying to switch a room because she's like, I cannot stay in my room right now. The dude's going to kill me in there. And Tomba's like, don't worry, I'll take it. Because apparently he doesn't learn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he thinks he, he thinks things are just going to keep getting better, but they don't. Yeah, I'm starting to think he's not that smart. Um, So, yeah, he gets into the other room. And what do you know? That room is Hisaka's room. Uh-oh. Yeah, and he just gives up at that point because I don't think he thinks he can like leave there without Hisaka just straight up killing him. Yeah, there's also a good scene of Goes the spear guy and uh, an old kung fu man. Oh my god, Bodoro, and they're sharing a room, and you know, just one of them starts doing push-ups, and then the other, you know, they're just kind of sitting there silently. One of them starts doing push-ups, and the other is like, okay, and starts doing squats. Himbo, just like as as the episode progresses, they'll they're just like it it it'll cut to them doing progressively more intense exercises, just being like very silent and stoic as they're like fucking lifting gigantic casks and doing squats and push ups. Oh my god, himbo! Very homoerotic, and they do cuddle it out later. They're himbos. <laughs> they're in love they're himbos this set of episodes has so much quality content i'm going to lose it but yeah we do get a scene the next scene is of like Kurapia leaves the room and leorio and it's just like i'm gonna go wander around the island um see you later and then we cut to gone and killua and gone is showing killua how to fish and he's like, okay, so you take this worm, and Kila's like, that's disgusting. I don't want to touch that thing. And Gon yeah. is just like, but you touched a man's heart like a day ago. <laughs> he's like, you <laughs> literally ripped out a dude's heart like, an, like a day ago. Okay. And he's teaching Kilua how to fish, and he's like super proud of him because he like catches a fish on his first try. They're in love. They're dating. Um... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Killua like reels up the fish and then freaks out because he's like it's slimy and it's looking at me I don't want to touch this thing and Gon's just like how are you a professional assassin it's very cute <laughs> it's so good but yeah then we get a scene of like Karapika's like pouring a bunch of gasoline onto like the old boat that he was just in yeah that's where Leorio comes over and gets Karapika's backstory yeah, he explains, like, how their scarlet eyes are, like, regarded as treasures because the color is, like, such a crimson red that it can't be found anywhere else. And, like, yeah. his whole clan was murdered for them. Yeah, also, I think before this, uh, Leorio switches rooms with Hanzo because Hanzo was paired with Karapika. And they're oh, yeah. like, hey, switch with me. I got a single. 
Yeah, he's like, I got a single and has like a beautiful like view of the sun and it's like plenty of like leg room. And then we go switch to Hanzo in the room later and like the sun is like glaring directly into the room, heating it up like a ton. And like Hanzo's like laying in bed just like, well, he didn't lie about the sunlight and there is plenty of leg room, but I can't move because I think I'll die if I do. Yeah, so, you know, Karapika and Leorio have that bonding moment on the boat. It's and very just cute. Just the line in my notes says, uh, Karapika burns the Kurta ship, comma, sees Leorio's entire hog. Yeah, so we get the scene where it's very tender and it's very sweet and they're sharing, like, a nice moment of, like, Leorio bonding with Karapika. And, like, Karapika, like, throws the amulet onto the burning ship to, like, Basically be like, I will take nothing with me. I leave everything behind, you know, that fun stuff. And then later we get a scene of like them both in the room and Larry is like in the shower and he's just like, man, I am looking good. I'm looking sexy. And he like walks out of the shower completely naked and like Karabika is just like, bro, what are you doing? Karapika sees his entire dick and is not happy about it and punches Leorio in the goddamn face. <laughs> he just socks Leorio in the face because we see them later with Karapika fast asleep and Leorio with a giant welt on his face. Like, I don't understand why you have to hit a man when he just walks out of the shower naked. You could just say put on some pants. You can't <laughs> you can't just show a man your entire hog without warning first. <laughs> He gets a full <laughs> hog, just wanders out, and it's just like, Sup, Karapika, how you doing? Oh, boy. Oh, uh, what a rat. What a rat bastard of a man. Yep. Uh, so then, it's the first night, uh, you know, we see everyone sleeping, uh, goes into Bodoro, are cuddling now after a full day of working out for each other. Himbos! Oh my god! <laughs> they're himbos and they're in love, which makes it even sadder when Goes dies in yep. a day. <laughs> but... Don't worry, Bodoro dies pretty shortly after. <laughs> hey, hey, now spoilers now. <laughs> um, this, this one character who hasn't been named yet doesn't make it through this What? <laughs> uh so yeah then you know they're spending their first night and and the airship just fucking leaves yeah oh uh before this like way before all that we did get a scene of like we got some gone and killua antics that come up later but they're like gone's making fish for killua and like killua can't eat the fish because it still has like the eyes in which to be fair Gondid's not straight up like debone or gut that fish or like descale or anything. He just threw it over a fire, so he just put fire on it. I'd also kind of be pretty angry. Yeah. <laughs> but we also do get the part where they like go up to the main bridge of the ship and they're like, hey, it still has power. And like, that's weird. Why does this boat still have power and it still looks like it could be in use? Anyways, that won't come up later. 
Yeah, gosh, I kind of want to just like blast through the uh, the next two episodes because we're already almost at uh, an hour. Oh um, my god, I'm sorry. These episodes are so <laughs> packed. But yeah, the the two old people who are proprietors of the hotel just fucking leave on the airship. And then, you know, everyone's just like kind of on the island for the next day, just like trying to figure out what to do, trying to like, you know, figure out how they're going to get off the island and escape and get to the next... Um, you know, get to the next uh, stage of the test, and and then, you know, there's some strange atmospheric effects going on. Some people try to, like, leave in the middle of the night, and, you know, they all get on a big boat that they, you know, drag, you know, that they, that they manage to get into working shape. And then those idiots get tornadoed up, and... uh, because there's just a fucking storm. Yeah, they fucking die. Yeah, Garetta also tries to leave the boy who's gonna be hunting Gon later, but Gon actually, you know, swims after him and saves him. Which is such a good um, moment to explain why Garetta doesn't immediately just fucking kill Gon when he sees him in the test later. Yeah. Very quality. But, you know, there's this fucking storm happening, so it's impossible to sa- sail out, and Karapika learns through research that, like, there's this big, like, once a... S- once a very long time storm coming, and if they don't do something, then the water level is gonna rise so fucking high that it's gonna, you know, you know, overtake the island completely, and they need to figure out how to not fucking die. So, yeah, this is, this is, this is the point where we have to mention that, you know, Gon and Kiloa found the old, the old battleship that was still, you know, still had power, but it's like stuck into the face of a cliff. Yeah. Uh, this is just a World War II ass battleship. Which. It is like a Navy ship with big guns and a big command tower. Uh huh. It is an old ass battleship. Remember when I mentioned earlier that there's a city here called York New City? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So, also, this is a minor bit of a spoiler. We meet a character way later in the in arc where we go to York New City who mentions that. Judas and Jesus are like a thing that people know about in this universe. <laughs> and he has like a whole th- about like, oh, did Judas really betray Jesus? Which means Christianity exists in this world. Apparently World War II also exists. World War II happened. Like, New York exists in this. Hey, I'm not a war expert. If if this is yeah, if this isn't a actually a World War II era ship, don't fucking at me. I'm I don't know. It just seems like a World War II battleship, okay? And I we need to assume that for this next bit I'm going to do. If World War II exists in the history of the Hunter Hunter universe, then does Hanzo refuse to acknowledge the atrocities committed by his home country, Japan? Oh my god, I forgot that Hanzo is literally from canonical Japan. <laughs> <laughs> okay wait no so more into the fact that judas and jesus exist (laughs) and that world war ii exists does the judeo-christian god exist in the hunter hunter universe (laughs) i don't know it's impossible to say Oh, Togashi, what are you doing? 
there's so much to unpack with all of this. There's a country that's supposed to be North Korea later. <laughs> and it's pretty obvious. It's not even like hiding it. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, no, Hanzo definitely refuses to acknowledge the atrocities his people committed during World War II. This man only cares about it being a ninja. You bring it up to him and he's like, I'm yeah. sorry, ninjas never participated in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ninjas canonically never participated in World War II. <laughs> he's like, my ninja brother and just trained in the mountains. Don't you ever bring that up to yeah. me, bye. It's like how the it's like how the minions just set that entire decade out. <laughs> Hanzo and the minions lost in a subarctic cave somewhere. <laughs> Is Hanzo a minion? Uh, you know, you know, we're asking the real questions here on this podcast. Is Hanzo a minion? You know, when, when a nin- when a minion becomes a ninja, do they become tall and learn how to talk? They become tall, learn how to talk, and constantly just talk about how they're now a ninja. (laughs) Hanzo, I don't actually know about minions. I haven't seen any of those movies, but I will just go ahead and declare that Hanzo, if not an actual minion, does have minion energy. He does. (laughs) You know, I we will put this to a vote later. <laughs> we have to get through these episodes. There's too much going on. We have still so much to cover. God, yeah, fuck. Um, oh my god, there's so much to get through with these. Yeah, so they all decide that, like, they have to use this giant battleship to, like, get off the island before the storm hits and, like, get out of there before they die. Yeah, because pretty much the, the giant battleship is only the only thing that's going to be able to weather the storm. But it is stuck in into a cliff face. It just crashed really hard. Yeah, they decide that Karapika and Hanzo are the leaders, so they all go off to do their jobs to, like, restart the engine, get water out of the hull of the ship so it can, like, actually float and balance. Um... Yeah. Use the cannons to blow up the side of the cliff so they can use that force to escape it. Yeah, Leario has to like go diving for and to like steal enormous shells from like other ships that have sunken. So like he is he goes down in an old-timey diving suit and hauls up these just you know, gigantic person-sized like battleship shells for the main cannons. But during that, apparently, he uh, he gets knocked out by, like, some falling debris. And, like, they're like, hey, we gotta get out of here. Like, Lero's ain't coming back yet. We have to leave him. And Hanzo's like, Karapika, what do you want to do? And Karapika's, like, not having a good time with that. He cannot think about leaving Leorio down into the water, which, you know, they love each other anyways. Um, so... Gone, who's gone back from, I think they've been removing seaweed from the propeller of the ship. Yeah. Yeah, he gets back, he's like, I'll go get Leorio, and promptly dives into the water and finds him, and also gets knocked out by some frawling debris. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a clown car. <laughs> um, yeah. 
But then Leorio wakes up, and then Gon wakes up, and Gon, you know, manages to swim Leorio to the surface. And it is. Gon must be a strong fucking swimmer, because those old diving suits are heavy. They're, like, designed to keep you on the bottom of the ocean floor, so you can walk around. Okay, but it is such a cute moment, because Leorio sees Gon, like, knocked out and, like, probably drowning, and just, like, immediately, like, removes the, like, oxygen, like hose that's attached to his suit and gives it to Gone without even thinking about it. He's like, nope, saving my son. Yeah. He's like, I have to save my son. No, no nothing to think about. Uh-huh. So yeah, just a lot of stuff is happening. Uh, you know, Gone, you know, gets Leario off from the bottom of the ocean floor. Uh, they have to turn all the lights on the ship off, though, because they're diverting all the power to the main cannons. Um, but, you know, Tonpa goes out and shines a single lantern for them so that they know where to go. Yeah, Tonpa, like, genuinely cares about those two for a quick second, which is very weird. Everyone is working together to get this big battleship off the cliff, except for... Fucking Gitaraka and Hanzo, who are just kind of no Gitaraka and while Hisaka. all of this is happening. Yeah, they're just like sitting on like I think one of the lights and just like kind of watching the whole time, not really doing anything. Yeah, until uh, Karapi- like yeah, Karapika is like at the helm, like giving orders via the radio, like making you know just telling everyone what to do. And, you know, eventually they they fire the cannons, like, directly at the cliff and, like, use the recoil to, uh, to, to unmoor the battleship. And it's very big and dramatic, but the ship is rocking and, you know, Karapika gets, you know, tossed and hits his head on the wall. And there's no one there to man the helm. Or is there... And that's when Get a Rocker finally shows the fuck up. Except it's not Get a Rocker. It's we get the face reveal early. It turns out we get the face reveal early in like a quick little scene of him just like at the wheel. And during this, while the lights are off, Tompa thinks like Gon and Larry are gonna die because they can't like get back in time. Except Hisaka yeah, like just yeah, Gon is. Yeah, Gon is, like, getting washed off of the- yeah, they actually get back to the deck of the ship, but then, like, a big wave comes, and Gon gets, like, knocked off, and is, like, holding on to the railing, but then he is running out of water- air and loses his grip, and then Hisuka jumps in and saves him. Yeah, so they finally do something, but they finally get the ship off, and they, like, escape the island, and it's very good, and, like, everyone's cheering and excited- and they all worked together, and in next episode, all of that's going to be forgotten, and they're going to be back to trying to kill each other. It's almost like that <laughs> didn't happen in canon. It's almost like none of that exists. Yep. Which is very funny, because we get, like, the examiner from, like, Trick Tower, which is where they draw all their, like, numbers. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, oh, you guys survived my, like, secondary test that I just decided to give to you. You survived a situation that probably would have killed you, killed all of you, if a single thing had gone wrong. You guys survived a thing I thought up of doing in, like, the last 30 minutes. <laughs> Congrats. If that, if the hull of that battleship had been breached in any way, when, you know, you fucking ripped it out of the cliffside, you all would have fucking drowned. But, hey, guess that didn't happen. Can you tell I'm the warden of a prison? <laughs> 
Uh, yep. So that all happened. <laughs> yup, yup, yup. What a nice dude. What a great guy. Solid lad. Just a solid, cool dude. So yeah, the next are the next few episodes we covered in the 2011. Um, yeah, there's only like a few changes. Um, yeah. The the scene where Gon and Kilua have where they're like talking about their targets on Zevil Island is like struck me as very gay, even gayer than the 2011 version, just because, you know, we just kind of have a scene where, like, you know, Kiloa is staring at Gon as he's, like, you know, contemplating what he has to do, and it's like, oh, it's gay. It's very gay here. Yeah, Gon's, like, just, like, watching. I think there's a sunset at that point, and he's just, like, sunset or sunrise, and Gon's just, like, watching it, and, like, Kiloa's just, like, constantly just staring at Gon instead, and, like, it's a very tender, nice scene. They're they're in love with each other. No offense to anyone listening to this, but full offense, they're in love. Yeah, let's see. There's a few other changes. We actually get the scene of the flashback scene of Gitarakar and Goes fighting when Karapika, uh, you know, steals the monkey from Somi. Uh, the monkey, I guess. Then considers Karapika the alpha male because Karapika dominates him, I guess. Um, and then, you know, it's that's kind of a weird scene. Yeah. And then Karapika is like, hey, you're free. You shouldn't live with humans. Go live with the other monkeys on this island that are conveniently here in this environment, in this random environment. And the monkey's like, okay, sure, sounds good. Uh, you know, animals that have been, you know, kept in captive and have lived with humans for their whole lives never have any trouble being reintroduced to the wild. This is great. Yeah, there are just some weird moments thrown in for no particular reason, but, <laughs> you know, the bone scene made up for it. Yep. Yeah, and then the the manga version was actually pretty close to the 2011 anime, so I don't really have any changes there. Yeah, the anime just like fleshes out and extends like some of the scenes in in you know, in a way that doesn't really significantly change anything. So, yeah. So, yeah. mostly I just wanted to talk about the three boat episodes. Yeah, the boat episodes. Oh, how Richie packed those episodes where I think someone on the production crew for 1999 must have just really old liked old warships because like I don't know there's just like a lot of that we get you know we get a lot of warship in the in that episode yeah we get a lot of facts about old warships in that there's like so much old warship facts in that someone really just wanted to like Flex yeah. some knowledge on there. Someone is like, I'm I'm a huge nerd for military history, and I need to express that in some way. I need to express that in my Hunter Hunter anime. Oh, we have three episodes for filler? This is my fucking chance. Kicks open the door to like the boardroom meeting when they're trying to decide what filler they should do, and he's just like, guys. He Get just this. yells World War Two, and he's like his fists boats on the desk. He's like boats, and then that's that's history. <laughs> yep. So I think that's about it for the recap. Yeah. Unless you had any anything else you wanted to cover? No, I I, I exercised all my demons. <laughs> 
Yep. Uh, all right, then let's let's head on over to Greed Island. Yeah, speaking of islands, there are so many islands this week, and this time we're going to Greed Island. This time, once again, we're going to Greed Island. Um, we're, we're just going to power on our PS1s and... We're going to take a trip to the island. It's going to be nice. Uh, yeah, so this is the segment where we talk about what we've been into this week and make some recommendations. Um, yeah, I don't really have much. I've been, I've been kind of busy this week because I got a new roommate. So I've, uh, yeah, yeah. been been sort of working on helping him move in and all that. So I don't really, yeah, haven't haven't been really engaging with much beyond that. So I think I'll just recommend, you know despicable me it's got the minions in it i've never watched the movie but banana you know well you know it it's a good <laughs> movie about a super villain adopting some children and becoming a nice person so it's nice it's quality um but yeah congrats on the new roommate yeah thank you things are going pretty smoothly so far he likes digimon so excellent i have a feeling we're going to be able to talk about that a lot it's always good when you find like a roommate who has like one of the same hyper interests as you do so you can be like oh good (laughs) so i can talk to you about this for hours on end thank you yes um this week uh I think I'm going to talk about season three of uh, a Gretzko just hit Netflix. Okay. And I watched all of that and it was very cute and very good. Okay. I really enjoyed it. It's basically just about like, um, it's like animals and like a modern day Japan and they like going through work and the main character is Retso and Retso and she like, just basically going through life and dealing with the evils of capitalism and the show is very anti-capitalist which is so good and so powerful it's very anti-capitalist except for season two where agretzico is dating a tech billionaire and it's basically him being like hey i can like reshape the world anytime i want and she's like uh okay yeah i wasn't so on board for season two that one kind of lost me is season three gonna get me back um yeah it's very much retzko like dealing with the fact that like she has very limited money and like she gets into a car accident and like she's like wow now i'm gonna like die because i can't afford to pay this man back because like bills are expensive and then she basically has to like get like two extra jobs just to like afford to pay him back and she literally just has a song where she just yells, screw you, capitalism, so it's good. <laughs> all right, all right. I might check it out. Yeah. Yeah. It That show has a complicated relationship with capitalism. It hates capitalism very much, but, like, sometimes it doesn't hate capitalism if your boyfriend is a tech billionaire or if your terrible sexist boss is nice to you one, one times. Yeah, it feels, like, very much just, like, the, like... Oh, well, capitalism in its, like, form is bad. The people who are in it, who, like, like are very much in it and like it, aren't bad. Who benefit from it, they aren't bad. Yeah. They're just, like, vibing with it. Hey, Gretzko, could you, could you be a little more leftist in your righteous anger? <laughs> Retzko, could you join in Tifa already? Yeah. <laughs> Retzko, could you hit a Nazi with a baseball bat, please? Man, I'd pay to see that. <laughs> that would whip that would that would whip so much but yeah that's my recommendation it was very cute and i liked it a lot yeah yeah uh all right 
So what do we what do we want to plug? Um, let me plug the Twitter, which is at Hunting. Um, it's going great. <laughs> the other Hunter Hunter podcasts have found us. So nice. we're all just, I just reblog a lot of the content that they reblog and it's very good. We're all vibing nice, over there. Nice. Um, and I know, uh, I know Morg from Sonic Shuffle is doing a Hunter Hunter podcast. Oh yeah. Are there other Hunter Hunter podcasts? There's like a there? two more and okay, we're all like following each other now, which is so good. But yeah. Morg's first episode was very good, so I will also plug that. Let me. It is called Departure Lounge, and the first episode of it was very good. I would recommend everyone go take a listen to that. Nice. Um, and I would just plug if you need more Hunter Hunter content. In if your you life. want so much Hunter Hunter content in your life, just there are four podcasts of it. If us covering three iterations of the same series is not enough, and for you, you just need more, there are literally three other sources other than <laughs> just watching the show or reading the manga. Nice. But yeah, my Twitter is at Grooving Ghastly, and my Tumblr is at Jazz Dumpster. I do not post any good content to those, but you can give me a follow if you want to anyway. Yeah, and I've got no social media and no presence online except for my Discord. You are so blissfully free. It's it's truly amazing. It's truly the best life I could be living. The strongest, most powerful, best life. But yeah, I don't really have anything to plug. I haven't done, <laughs> haven't been putting much out except for this podcast. It's a- I don't know my my my. My my Sonic the Hedgehog fan fiction is still out there. Uh, I linked it in a previous episode, so I'm not going to plug it again. But you know, you know, it's valid. It's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's about it. So until next time. Until next time. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. See you later. Bye.